Hi, I'm Teresa, owner of T3Fit, and you're listening to the T3Fit podcast, where scoliosis warriors and professionals come together. Here we talk about our scoliosis journeys and the emotional components it takes on from being a parent to being diagnosed with scoliosis and sometimes leading to surgery. It's a place where professionals share their expertise of treatments, from physical therapy to surgery, and so much more. So let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome to the T3 Fit Scoliosis podcast. On today's episode, we have Dr. Sarah, who is known on Instagram as kineticstudio.pt. Sarah is going to tell us about her story with scoliosis and how she has got into becoming a physical therapist specifically for scoliosis uh, using the Schroth method. Sarah, I'd like to, or Dr. Sarah, I'd like to welcome you to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Can you tell us your story about scoliosis and how you got to where you are now? Sure. Um, Excuse me. So I was diagnosed probably very similarly to a lot of people with a forward bend test in the nurse's office, um, I believe fifth grade. Um, and it wasn't, didn't really come as a surprise because my mom has scoliosis. So okay. it's kind of like, Oh, mom has scoliosis. Here we go. You have scoliosis. Um, and I remember being referred to an orthopedist. Um, and I remember going to the orthopedist and them looking at the x-rays and confirming, yes, in fact, you have scoliosis. And I remember them specifically saying it was an 11 degree curve. And so most people with scoliosis will know that 10 degrees is the magic number, that if it's 10 degrees or more, it's scoliosis. Um, if it's nine degrees, it's not. So I don't remember the doctor really making a big deal about it at all. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if they said, come back. I was probably nine or 10 at the time. Um, we did not go back. I think it was sort of, potentially there was a, um, sort of a casual attitude about it too, because it was 11 degrees and you have this family history and my mom didn't need surgery or bracing. And so it was just, ah, this is what you have, um, which I didn't have any pain. I didn't have any you know, other concerns about it. Um, so I went about my business. I went about my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't have that story of feeling self-conscious necessarily about it in school or anything like that. I just sort of knew I had scoliosis. I would think it was interesting if someone else happened to say that they had scoliosis or if they had a brace or whatever. Okay. Um, but I didn't really encounter that many people who had that story. Um, so it just sort of was what it was. I didn't tell anybody. Um, and I even, I remember a few like sticking points early on, like I was dating this, this guy and it was, um, probably early college. And he said something, he was looking at me in a tank top and he's like, what's wrong with your collarbones? <laughs> and I was like, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> and it, it was then something I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh yeah, they are different. Like my collarbones are different. One sticks out and one mm-hmm. doesn't. Um, so it, 
it's interesting that I didn't sort of take on those um, body consciousness issues earlier, but they actually kind of started then. Um, okay. And I mean, he's, he's my husband now. So if, if he were to know that he started, started my body conscious issues, he, <laughs> he would probably be like, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> but, um, so, you know, I, I didn't actually have, um, like I became a physical, physical therapist. I was in school for physical therapy. And I think right around that time that the comment happened too, I was starting to learn about how to look at the body differently and how alignment should be. And so that was sort of my entry point into thinking about myself, my body differently, thinking mm -hmm. about scoliosis differently. Um, but in school, we actually don't, at least when I, I graduated PT school with my doctorate in 2006. And at that time, we were lucky if we got a 30 minute to an hour, anything on scoliosis. Um, I've heard so that I before. Really, yeah. I mean, I really didn't become a PT thinking about scoliosis. You know, I knew I wanted to work with children. I'm, I first and foremost, I'm a pediatric physical therapist. Okay. Um, but it, my scoliosis as a PT started in the pediatric realm. So once I was done with school and I wanted to be a PT, I, I moved to Boston and I worked at um, Boston Children's Hospital okay. and I was seeing a lot of kids post-fusion. That's like a big surgery that they do a lot of. And so every week we'd have at least a couple kids on inpatient and we would do the standard, you know, post-op routine, which is up and out of bed, um, you know, in the chair, walking down the hall, making sure that by the time they were ready to go, um, it they could walk comfortably with the assistance of a parent if they needed it and up and down some stairs, um, which when I listen to your podcast, some other people who have been fused, that's sort of their they remember that, you know, you get out of bed, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you walk down the hall, you go up and down the stairs and then you go, um, and at the time it was five days, you know, you were inpatient five days and I was seeing all these kids and just sort of taking little bits and pieces of their stories and, and thinking about their stories in relation to what, what my history was. And, mm -hmm. um, it was, it was just a little teeny bit at a time. And I was there for five years, I think, or six years. Um, and then say, I switched, sorry, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, um, I switched focus to outpatient and, and was seeing some adults. And I felt like, although I had seen all these kids post-fusion, I still had no idea really how to treat anybody out in the world with scoliosis. When, when you say kids, what age groups were they? Oh, um, I would see some, but not often early onset kids. So like eight, six to eight. Um, sometimes 11 or 12, and they were okay. getting a different type of surgery okay. than, okay. um, than the standard, um, okay. adolescent idiopathic. Okay. Um, and I think a lot of their surgical techniques have even changed since I was, was doing that. So, okay. um, but the bulk of them were, you know, teenagers, um, you know, 13 to 17, maybe okay. on the, the okay. older end. Um, anyone that was in an adult fusion would have went to a different hospital okay. anyway, or had different care. So, so you worked with the bulk of the kids and then you moved mm -hmm. on to adults. Yeah. I just switched focus. I have kind of lived all over the country. So we, we moved to Rhode Island, um, and I 
just got a job at an outpatient orthopedic PT place. If you've ever been to PT, it's probably similar to where I was working. Um, and I had people that would come in for other ailments, but they mm -hmm. happened to have scoliosis. And I was like, ah, oh, okay, I got to take this into consideration. You have scoliosis. I can't just treat your hip pain, right? I have to look at it all. But at that point, I didn't really have enough information from my 30 minute to an hour yeah. PT school and mm -hmm. certainly treating post fusions. Like I, those pieces didn't match. So I just felt like I really had this hole, this gaping hole mm -hmm. in my ability to treat people that I, I didn't at that point know where to go to. And Shroff and the, the Rego method, the Rego concept, which is where I am, I am trained in the BSPTS um, method. It um, didn't really start showing up in the U.S. until like 2011. It started okay. kind of picking up some pace. Um, there was some a start of a program at I believe HSS at the time in the city. Mm -hmm. okay. So I started hearing this like buzz happening, um, and you know then for various reasons, we moved to Chicago. And so I was working in Chicago at um, a Lurie Children's Hospital out there. And I was working in their scoliosis clinic with um, one of their orthopedic surgeons. And I still hadn't been trained any more really than, than I was before, but that working directly with the physician and having mentorship from other therapists, um, I learned a ton. Mm -hmm. um, but still it was what I would consider traditional physical therapy, which okay. is, you know, st stretches, um, strengthening uh, asymmetrically to try to gain symmetrical strength. It's just a totally different philosophy and really hasn't been proven to be super effective mm -hmm. um, for, for anything. Um, once we moved to New York, so I moved to New York in uh, 2000. Gosh, when was it? It would have been about 2018, 2018, um, maybe a little bit earlier than that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong, 2014. Um, we, uh, I was actually injured at work and that was the first time that this gaping hole in my ability to treat scoliosis came full on to my own life. Um, I was, sort of sidelined and ran into by a pretty big kid who was really fast and very, very able. And I happened to not be paying attention at all. And I was, I was like talking to a therapist. And so my body was super relaxed when I got hit. Okay. Um, wow. And I didn't realize that that was the issue until later I had like thought back, like how did this pain start? And I can pretty much pinpoint it to that. Um, but that was when I had about three years of significant pain and, um, to the point where I thought I was going to have to quit being a physical therapist. Like I couldn't get on the, the ground to treat babies. Really. I would just be in so much pain. Um, and I went to multiple doctors and no one really knew what to do with it. Um, they were like, well, you're a PT, you know, it's it kind of like you can go to PT or you're a PT. Figure it out. <laughs> Kind of. And I actually felt a little like embarrassed, I guess, because I was a PT and I couldn't fix it and I didn't know how to fix it. Um, and I wasn't getting better. And I was worried about needing surgery and all of these like feelings about scoliosis started coming up. Like, all right, is this just 
Oh, go ahead. No, where was the pain? Was it throughout your body or was it? It was um, lower ribs, so like lower thoracic, mm -hmm. and it was wrapping all the way around my body. Okay. And so okay. it was like, it was very much like if someone put a tire around the middle of my body and would just okay. like squeeze. Okay. Um, and I had never had anything like that before. Um, and I had, you know, I'm very active. I ran marathons. I, you know, was doing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I tried chiropractic at the time. I tried my own, what I knew for PT exercises, nothing, nothing was working. Um, and then this opportunity came up through work to go for training in this BSPCS, the Barcelona Strauss method. Mm -hmm. And I, it all started clicking together for me. And I was like, well, if, if this can help me, like I started doing the exercises and I felt better and I didn't have the same pain. And it was so different from anything I had ever been taught, um, that I was like, well, this, this is it. This is, it was almost like this saving my career, saving my body, allowing me to, to continue on when I was really starting to think that like, Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, okay. I, don't, I don't know. Like if, if my current life path is going to continue to be like it is because mm -hmm. of the way the pain was. Um, so that, that has kind of brought me to this passion for treating scoliosis that I didn't even know I was going to have. I sort of like slowly got into it and, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's just, it's been so helpful for me and I've now been able to use it over the years with so many children and adults and yeah. really seen how powerful it is that it's like daily excitement for me to be able to bring that to people. That's, that's, I, all I can say is like, that's just a beautiful thing. I mean, it sounds, <laughs> you know, it might sound like, oh yeah, it's, but it's really a beautiful thing because your story brought you your journey of having it brought you to a point of opportunity to learn what nobody else taught you right yeah you know um what are some of the differences that you have occurred in teaching schroth uh from kids to adults well kids are quick easy learners they're really quick um i have to give them so little and they just pick it up mm -hmm. for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, and you can, you can actually, not that you would ever not expect enough. I, I feel like I set my goals pretty high for people because, you know, you don't want to limit anybody, but I'm surprised always at the changes that kids can make because they are so young and flexible, like literally flexible. Their bones are flexible. They're not done growing. Their spines can be flexible. And so it's just what you can achieve is so awesome um, with just a little bit of, of motivation and like keeping it light. When we get into adults and myself included, we have so many years of just feeling that this is our body. And, and often by the time they get to me, they're like I was, a little downtrodden things are not feeling good. Um, you know, and pain makes people really grumpy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's <laughs> I, I was there too. I was like, I totally, I understand that like you can't, I'm a pretty cheerful person. And when I'm in pain, it's like really hard yeah, to, it's to like get and hide. Yeah. Um, so it's just the biggest difference is 
I think adults need more hope. Like you need to give adults hope that this could get you somewhere and you have to give them the understanding that this isn't a quick fix. It's like, we got it. We got to get with this for a while because you've been in this body for so long. Whereas kids, you, you have to just give them a little, but then just a lot of motivation and encouragement to, to get through yeah. this growth period. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's different beasts, but very, very interesting and, and wonderful. And, and I think, I think that, that those are, that, that is a really valuable point that the, with adults, because, you know, when you are in pain, there's so much baggage with it. Yes. <laughs> we have a lifetime of like baggage and curves and you know, growing up, you know, with the curves and possibly, you know, the torment of friends and teenagers and, and people making fun of you and all these different little components that mm-hmm. when you're an adult and in particularly in this country, we often want a quick fix. Mm-hmm. So we have to have the patience to say, okay, I need to step back a moment and work towards this. And then when you get them there and they've got the, the, uh, the components of what they need to do in order to, I'm going to say, stand straight or stand better, Mm -hmm. which can feel uncomfortable in the body because the body has been compromised for so long in a certain position. So I think that there's a really valuable point in like, just, we have to relearn. Yeah. You know, it it is, it's, it's relearning a balance point. It's relearning how your body can feel really. It's, it's, it's not, you know, that it should feel a certain way, but it's how it can feel and it Mm -hmm. can feel different. And that also can feel uncomfortable during the process. Um, so it's, it's like a little bit of that building trust that I can help with these exercises and information. I can help sort of usher you through this very tumultuous journey, but like we can get there and it is possible to get there. And here's how we're going to do it together. I, I still find it amazing that there's only 30 minutes in physical therapy. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait a I know. minute, <laughs> wait a minute. And the, the, the Schroth education, at least the program that I went through, it, it has changed um, since I completed both levels. But the first level when I took it, it was like, I think you get credit for 60 hours, but it was nine days and we were there for like, nine, 10 hour days, most days mm-hmm. of learning and teach. And it was like, I learned more about the spine than I had ever learned in school because just in school, you don't have the, the time to focus so much on one, one thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, you, you need to know it all in order to get out and be a PT that, you know, anybody can come in and see for these general, most often seen diagnoses, right? Mm -hmm. The scoliosis historically was somewhat poo-pooed, you know, it's just like, oh, that's what it is. You know, well, if they have pain, it's not, it's not their scoliosis. Or if you have pain and it's scoliosis, well, you just deal with it. Scoliosis, you know, it is, it is what it is. So um, I also hope, and I think that, um, you know, with the more people getting out there and doing different methods, like even the, the MACE training, like showing people that these things are possible, it allows them to reframe how they think about scoliosis, both in their own bodies, if you have scoliosis, and doctors seeing that this is possible. So yeah. 
yeah. you're headed in the right direction. I, 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 hundred percent, hundred percent, because when I was diagnosed, it was so different. I mean, it was in the seventies and eighties and it went straight to surgery. And there was only one other person I knew, and we had the Milwaukee brace and everything that yeah. went along with it. Um, and now to see how it's evolving and people are training with a mace, for instance, you know, it's mm-hmm. like this, I have a friend, she's fused in scoliosis and born with it. And, and she trains with a mace and, and, you know, I've watched her journey go. And I love that because people are yeah. now saying, this is what I have, but this is what I can do. Yeah. They're not limited by that. Oh, well, you know, the post fusion, you know, when I would discharge people back in the day from the hospital, it's like, I, you just walk to the mailbox a couple times a day or walk down your driveway a couple times a day. And there was this gaping hole of, well, like, well, now what? And, you know, even some of the adults that I've talked to of all different ages who have been fused since teenage years, they're like, yeah, we weren't really told what we can or can't do, but we were sort of just left with this, well, you have these restrictions. And, and then it was, you never, (laughs) Yeah. And then where do you go from that? That's, you can't live the rest of your life with just that. So, um, you know, again, it's, it's the pushing the envelope a little bit and setting the bar a little bit higher, but safely, you know, and making sure that it's, um, it's safe, it's controlled, but that you're not just living in this box for forever. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Dr. Sarah, tell us where we can find you on social media if anybody has any questions i know that you're in the hudson and new jersey area yeah so well i i treat people either um like remotely via zoom or in person and i go to people's homes so um i have a home base up in the upper hudson valley area so hudson new york and then um, i'm mostly located in south orange new jersey so i go you know all around in, in both areas um, social media. I am on Instagram at kinetic.studio.pt. And um, my website is www.kineticstudiopt.com. Um, so those are great, great ways to get in touch with me. Um, and I'm always available for, for consults. I only practice PT in the States of New Jersey and New York, but, um, you know, I can, can uh, educate everywhere. <laughs> and is there, is there anything else that you would like to share with us, with the audience that we haven't touched on? I think, um, I already made this point, but just the, the biggest thing that I know about my own self and I've learned this journey and I want and everybody, whether you have scoliosis or not to understand is you're unlimited in where you can go. You just have to kind of push yourself there. And so um, no diagnosis should, or surgical intervention should make you feel like you're stuck in a box. And so if you need help getting out of that box, if you feel trapped in that box, there's always great practitioners that can, that can help with that. Dr. Sarah, I'd like to thank you for being a guest on the TT, T3 Fit Scoliosis podcast. <laughs> it, it's been, um, really enlightening to talk to Thanks you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And, uh, it, yeah, it's, I, I hope that everybody gets as much out of this episode as I just got talking with you for the first time. So thank you for sharing part of your story from the time you were diagnosed until the present.
You're welcome. I'm so glad to have shared it. <laughs> if you like this episode, chances are there's someone else out there who needs to hear it too. So it would be a huge favor to me if you'd go ahead and give us a five-star review. It helps me get the message out to more people. And if you need help moving in pain, then download my five free tips and I'll catch you on the next episode.